Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chasing Legends Outdoors podcast. This is your host, Stephen Crawford, coming at you after a three-week sabbatical from the podcast, and that was not on purpose. Um, I've been sick and non-COVID-related. I got COVID-tested. It was negative. Um, But, man, I got a cold Labor Day weekend and just haven't been able to kick it since, and it has definitely affected my voice. So even this podcast, I'm still trying to get over this. So if my voice seems kind of cracky and the audio is not perfect, I apologize. But definitely wanted to get this podcast out to you before we get too far into September because our topic of conversation today is around what to do in September. It's your September to-do list. I know we're halfway through, but I want to what I want to talk about pertains to the last, you know, the next, especially the next week, but the last couple weeks of September to make sure you're fully prepped for the most exciting time of year, and that's October 1 here in Michigan. Uh, before we get into it, though, I want to mention a couple of our podcast partners, and then we'll get right into our September to-do list. The Chasing Legends podcast is proud and excited to bring on a new partner you've probably heard of if you film your hunts, Fourth Arrow, which is located just north of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Fourth Arrow is by far the best selection and most durable camera arms on the market. So whether you've been filming for years or just dipping your toes in the filming game, Fourth Arrow has the camera arms to fit your needs. Fourth Arrow is not just camera arms, though as it is also home to Winscent and Final Rust products. Winscent is an electronic scent vaporizer that turns liquid scent into vapor. You can use the scent as an attractant or a cover scent. I've been using Winscent for a number of years now as a cover scent, and it's helped me fool the nose of many downwind, downwind whitetails over the years. Final Rust is a leader in shooting rest innovation for all your different hunting setups. So whether you're hunting from a ladder stand, a pop-up blind, or a fixed blind, Final Rest has a shooting rest that will meet your needs to ensure you're making a lethal shot when the moment of truth presents itself. Visit fourtharrow.com today and check out the wide selection of camera arms, wind scent products, and shooting rests. Fourth Arrow, check it out. And I also want to mention the Vitals Live. The Vitals Live is a premium learning platform that facilitates collaboration among the experts to efficiently present the information that is crucial to success and safety in the field. The Vitals Live is going to provide access to the real experts, experts such as Zach Farenbaugh from the THP, Dan Infolt, John Eberhardt, Garrett Prawl, and many more. All these experts all in one place to provide the vital strategies and best practices to help you better prepare for next season. Better yet, these are all live presentations that the audience can interact and ask their own questions and get answers from the true experts. If you can't attend the live seminars, the all-access plan will allow you to watch the recordings of the seminars. So whether you're a beginner looking to get into whitetail hunting or you're an experienced whitetail hunter and are looking to advance your skills and knowledge in the field, become a member of The Vitals Live today. Go to thevitalslive.com and select a basic or all-access membership to start attending the trainings of the best experts in the whitetail world. The Vitals Live. Check it out. And with all that being said, let's get into September. I, uh, 
I meant to get this podcast out around Labor Day weekend, just after. Um, usually been pretty good at getting these to-do list podcasts out early in the month. But, yeah, just got hit hard with this cold and still trying to get over it. And now with my wedding being just over a week away, <laughs> um, I definitely want to be healthy for that. So really just trying to do the best I can to stay away from people and really not talk much because whenever I talk much, my voice gets all cracky and it's gone by the end of the day. So bear with me here. You're probably going to hear me take a few sips of water as we push through this, but I definitely wanted to get the September to-do list out to you. And the biggest thing that I want to talk about in September, and now that we're into mid-September, we've already had the youth hunt. I think this weekend, the 18th and 19th, is the uh, private land firearm doe hunt. Um, You know, I was talking to that. Um, talking about that hunt on a podcast I was a guest on uh, a couple weeks ago. And I'm a, you know, I like that early firearm private land hunt um, for certain pieces of property. I, my thoughts on it are if you have a piece of private property, um, first of all, that's huge in Michigan. They're hard to come by. Second of all, if you're chase, if you have some your eyes on some good bucks um, that you'd love to notch a tag on, your best chance to kill that buck. We'll talk more about this further into the podcast, but your best chance to kill that buck is the first couple days of archery season. And I just think you're doing a little bit more harm than good trudging out there in mid September with a firearm trying to kill a doe. Um, You got, obviously, you got, if you do do it, you want to take every precaution and act like you're hunting a big buck and make sure your access is well thought out. Make sure your stand location where you're sitting is well thought out. So the chances of you bumping a big one are are minimal. Um, But there's a lot of variables. If, you know, if you shoot a doe and, or multiple does and they, and there's any tracking involved at all, usually when you're tracking deer, you're tracking deer into deer habitat, into deer bedding areas. Um, And just the chance of that happening and the chance of busting out a big one of your target bucks, um, for me, it's not worth it. You have all October, November, December to fill your doe tags. But hey, if you're just strictly a meat hunter and want to get out there early and have a chance to put some meat in the freezer early and that's all you see it as, uh, then get after it. All the power to you. I, do, I, I don't disagree with this hunt. I just think if you are a private land hunter and you have a couple target bucks in, you know that you have a, a good grasp on, whether that's through preseason scouting, trail cameras, glassing, whatever you've been doing the past couple months. If you have a good idea, there's a couple good bucks in your area and you have a decent chance of killing that buck the first week of October, I think you're better off staying out of the woods. But it's all property dependent too. You know, I've also had access to properties in the past 
And I know people that have access to properties that the doe to buck ratio is just ridiculous. And maybe they don't have, you don't, you're not seeing any two and a half, three and a half, four and a half year old bucks on camera. And it's just, you know, a bunch of does and a bunch of year and a half old bucks. And you were just planning on shooting a couple of does in that property this year anyway. Heck, go fill that freezer. But that's just my quick thought on that antlerless hunt so just you know if you're going out there and you uh plan on hunting it in an area where you got some big bucks don't be surprised if you end up bumping those bucks out of the area um in the early season you only get one two one or two chances to kill those bucks and uh before the rut and i think you're better off holding off to a time where you can actually kill those bucks i mean how bum be pretty uh pretty tough to watch a a shooter buck walk by when you're antlerless hunting in September with a gun in your hand and not be able to, to kill that buck. So thoughts on that? There you go. Let's get into what I highly recommend you do these next couple weeks, especially this next week. So obviously I want you to continue to glass. Any night you can that you are you can glass a piece of property that you're potentially going to hunt in early October, if you have an opportunity to glass it without being detected from a long ways away, um, this is the better, this, this time is better than ever, been better than any other time. Um, just because yes, glassing in August does give you an idea of where those deer are accessing the field, how what deer are coming out, gives you an inventory, it's all great. I'm always gonna recommend glassing in August. But that September shift has happened. The, the velvet is off. Um, and bucks are moving their primary area. Their, their summer area, a lot of bucks are moving away from them. They might not be moving far. They might be staying put, depending on the pressure and past seasons, what they've done. But a lot of these, that September shift has, has, has hit. And there are bucks on the move changing their kind of home location for the fall until the rut. So glassing the next two weeks is bigger than ever because it gives you a more of an accurate inventory of what deer are on your property right now and how they're getting from A to B on your property right now. Uh, if you haven't glassed since August and go out for one or two nights to glass here in late September, you might, I mean, you might be pleasantly surprised. There might be a couple bucks that you haven't seen all summer that have worked their, their way onto your hunting property the past couple weeks. Um, or vice versa. You might get out there and find that the bucks you've been watching on trail cameras and through glassing throughout the summer have moved on. Doesn't mean they're out of their area. They're just probably either hitting that food source a little later at night or they've moved a couple hundred yards. There's doesn't always mean that just because you're not glassing them anymore, they're not killable. And that with that September shift comes a, a little bit of a shift in feeding pattern. Uh, I feel like this year, just because it's been so dry in here in Michigan, usually in early October, we get a couple days of maybe a little bit of greenness left in those bean fields. Um, but this year, they are, they're dry as a bone they're all i haven't it's very rare to see a green bean field right now in michigan um everything's yellowed everything's brown and that could change some of the the 
feeding patterns of the deer in your area. So get out there and glass as much as you can these next two weeks to fully prepare yourself for um, October. Because if you just glassed in August and say, okay, I'm going to sit there October 1st if I have the right wind, um, you might be let down. Uh, do your due diligence and confirm that that's a spot that you want to sit because that those sits October 1 through October 4 are some of the most important sits of the year if you really want to notch a tag on a big um, mature whitetail. Is they're on that consistent feeding pattern still if they haven't been bumped through the youth hunt or the antlerless hunt in September. Um, it's your best chance to kill them and you don't want to waste those hunts on sitting in spots where those deer aren't at anymore. So um, make sure you get out in glass if your property allows you to do so from a distance to um, confirm that, all right, this is where I want to focus my attention with the right wind um, that first week of October. On top of glassing, something that I have, uh, like something that I have, I'm a true believer of, and I started doing it just a couple years ago after I heard John Eberhardt talking about it, was the preseason mid-September speed tour of your property properties, um, whether you're hunting public or private. These speed tours aren't meant to just dive into big bedding areas and figure out, you know, uh, ha- these speed tours aren't meant to go and bump deer out. Um, These speed tours aren't like the scouting that we did in March and April uh, where we were just walking all over hell trying to, you know, find deer sign of where those primary bedding areas are. These speed tours are meant to give you confirmation on what those deer are doing right now. So in these speed tours, we're checking feeding sites. We're checking scrape areas. We're checking funnels to food sources. We're checking secluded water holes. What these deer are doing right now is they're, unless, again, unless they were, their consistent summer feeding pattern might have been changed, might have been bumped uh, if if there was pressure in those woods in September via the youth hunt or the um, antlerless hunt. But if you're hunting an unpressured area, they're on those consistent feeding patterns. So what you're doing is you're checking where that was, where that hot sign is between bedding and feeding. Because a lot of those bucks, especially mature bucks in Michigan that have survived a couple hunting seasons, when that velvet comes off, a lot of them get that sense of like, all right, hunting season's around the corner. Or at least it seems they do because they hit those, they start hitting those destination food sources uh, later. It might be a last couple minutes of light. It might be after, after dark. Um, so what you want to do is you want to check those, those, um, areas between bedding and feeding that are being, that have hot sign on them. I'm looking for, you know, heavily used trails. I'm looking for any kind of scrapes. I'm looking for rubs because, those rubs are going to kind of tell you like, all right, the velvet's off. Those deer rubbed that velvet off somehow. Those rubs will tell you what areas those deer, those bucks are using to get from bed to feed. So in those air, in those transition areas between bed and feed, 
and those funnels that they're using to get there, that's what I'm checking. I'm looking for hot sign. I'm looking for buck tracks. I'm looking for any kind of rubs. I'm looking for scrape areas, especially close to secondary food sources. Um, so that's what I'm looking for in these speed scouts. So make sure that you got the wind in the right direction, like that. So you're not bumping everything out of there when you go in to do those these speed scouts in in mid September. But make sure you have the right wind uh, the wind in your favor and get in there. This is not a long. This is not a couple hours. This is get in, get out, check what you need to check. So we're checking areas between bedding and feed. We're checking feeding sites, secondary feeding sites, such as we're seeing if there's any white oaks. If there's if you have white oaks, are they dropping acorns already? Uh, if they are, I'm really looking for buck sign in there. I'm looking for buck tracks. I'm looking for any kind of scrape or rub that shows that a buck is utilizing that area and feeding there. Um, I just did one of my speed scouts yesterday on a piece of property. I wrote, it's just a small piece that I have access to hunt. I haven't touched it all summer. I've kind of put my attention in other areas that I've been seeing really good bucks, but I went there for a quick speed scout yesterday and was kind of following this trail from bed to feed uh, and noticed uh, a few buck tracks. And I peered ahead. I always have my binoculars, so I'm looking ahead and not like diving too deep into bedding. But I looked ahead and I saw a white oak and I could hear the acorns dropping. And then when I put my binoculars under that white oak that was about 50 yards in front of me, I saw four different buck rubs, which tells me a buck is utilizing that area and he's feeding on those acorns right now in September. So um, definitely want to check those feeding sites. These are small destination feeding sites. Um, white oaks, fruit or mass trees producing or dropping food. So if a fruit tree is dropping apples, Again, I did a speed scout in another piece yesterday, saw some apple, saw an apple tree, saw those dropping apples, and underneath that tree was just hammered with deer sign. Deer poop everywhere, saw some buck, saw some, uh, buck tracks, and about 10 yards off that apple tree, I, I saw a pretty big scrape. So uh, no, I know that bu those bucks are using that area. Um, so when you see those secondary feeding sites, like oak trees, like apple trees, usually you're gonna, you're more than likely, ha more than likely have buck sign in the form of rub scrapes, or large identifiable tracks. So you really want to check those areas. Um, funnels to food sources, like we were just talking about. So during the tours, check the funnels between bedding and preferred food, such as crop fields. And or large stands of master fruit trees. So if you have a, uh, depending on the area you're hunting, those even though you have maybe you have a bean field that's been the destination food source all year, but if you have a big oak grove that uh, is somewhat close to that bean field, that oak grove with multiple oak trees with a bunch of acorns dropping might be the destination food source right now. Um, so check travel routes that are going from the bedding that we. We learned the bedding in the spring. We know where they're bedding right now, um, or at least how are confident in the air, general area of their bedding. How are they getting there to that, that destination food source, whether it be an oak grove or a cornfield or a bean field? Uh, secluded water holes are something else that you need to check. So 
water is very abundant in Michigan, but it has been a dry summer. So there are, so I think water is a bigger deal this year than it has been in the past. So if you can find some secluded water holes um, that are the only water sources for, you know, a half a mile to a mile um, during unseasonably warm weather, which we're for sure going to get in October, first couple of weeks of October, we always do. Um, those locations will be very important. So obviously there's been some hot days this September. I would go check those water holes and see if there's identifiable buck tracks or if there's any buck sign around those water holes to tell you, okay, they're hitting this secluded water hole. Uh, this is something I got to keep my eye on, you know, put in the, put a drop away point, put it in the back of my mind for early October. If, you know, we get a five, 10 degree temperature spike um, and the highs are in the seventies. Uh, that might be a good spot to sit. Um, definitely a spot to drop a camera uh, for the next couple weeks. As we know, we're still going to see some warm weather here in Michigan. So that's what you're kind of looking for uh, in those those speed tours. You're looking for feeding sites. Um, you're, you, I, I'm walking the edge of those destination food sources too, especially if they butt up to you know thicker cover. Just make sure the wind's in your favor for this, but walk the edge of those uh, destination food sources to see where are the main trails where these deer are coming out because it might be a little bit different than it was in August. It probably will be different if that property has been pressured at all during the youth hunt um, or antlerless hunt. So I want to do that quick speed tour, figure out, all right, where are the deer accessing this destination food source? Um, and that'll give you kind of an idea of, you know, if putting those pieces of the puzzle together, you know, if you have a destination food source and if they're accessing it in this specific spot, where are they coming from? And is there a secondary food source nearby where I can intercept them in that staging area coming from the secondary food source out to the primary food source at night? So putting the pieces of the cup puzzle together we're we're quickly walking the edges of those um, destination food sources to see where these bucks are accessing we're checking secondary feeding sites we're making sure that you know the oak trees in your area are dropping white oaks and I'm really looking for secluded oaks um, if you find an oak grove that's more of a destination food source where you could still kill a deer um, but you have to plan accordingly where if that's a destination food source um depending on the amount of cover they might be hitting it a little later um definitely worth throwing a camera up on an oak grove right now just to see where those deer are are feeding in that oak grove um and some oak trees drop before other, some acorns drop before others and you know the same area like i have i have this line of oak trees where I was at yesterday and there's like six of them and three of them are just dropping like crazy. The other three have just begun dropping. So, um, have an idea of where that, where those acorns are dropping. So you can <clears throat> plan your hunt accordingly because those white oaks are October gold, early October gold. That's where you really could kill a deer, kill a good buck in a staging area, not out in the open. Um, because as we know in Michigan, it's pretty hard to kill buck in the open bean field in daylight in October. So um, 
Last thing I want to touch on those scrape areas. So you're looking at, at all these funnels and all these trails that are leading from bedding to feed. You're looking for scrapes, and especially if you have, if there's one destination food source in your area, or one secondary food source, whether it be a couple fruit trees or a couple oak trees. If there's multiple bedding areas leading to that one food source, where those where the where those intersect, that's where you're looking for scrapes. So. Obviously, I'm hoping you know where these areas are by this time of year through your spring and early summer scouting and prep tree stand prep. Um, but you want to quick touch on those areas and hit them and just make sure, just confirm what you think might be there because um, it'll easily help. You know, sometimes it's a good thing to get to a spot where you think, oh man, there's going to be a ton of deer activity here. And when there's not, it's not worth getting all, all upset about. That's that's actually a good thing. You can cross that spot off the list. So what that that summer speed tour is is you know we get five days in early October, the weather depending, pressure depending, but usually like you know three to five top seven days tops that first week of October to kill a, a mature buck that's on its somewhat of a summer pattern it's bed to feed pattern and you don't want to waste those hunts in areas where the deer aren't so the summer speed tour is really just meant to like confirm like where are the deer moving right now where are the bucks right now where's the buck sign right now so i know that i'm in the game those few days in october where you have a chance because that op that window of opportunity is so small that you got to get in there. Um, you got to be in the right place at the right time. And you only have a small window to do that. So because of that small window, you don't want to waste your time in a spot where there's just not a lot of deer activity. Um, so that's my to-do list. It's short. It's sweet. But continue to glass. And I want you to do a speed tour of your properties or whether you're or if you're hunting a bunch of public um, i'm going to be doing some speed tours on public land next week just to confirm that deer are using areas that i i think they'll be using uh, so i can put myself in a good position uh, come you know the first week of october and give myself multiple options because if you put all your eggs in one basket um, and don't get the right wind, you might not get the right wind direction to hunt that, that spot the first week of October. And chances are after the first week of October, that buck has been pressured or bumped in some way, shape or form, especially here in Michigan. So, um, get out there and give yourself some options. So when the first week of October comes, you have a couple different options in mind to get after a mature buck because that is your best opportunity to kill one until the rut and the best and the best chance to kill one with a plan you know there's so much randomness to the rut it's hard to kill one with a kill a specific buck with a specific plan not saying it's not doable but we all know that the rut is much more random than early october so my voice is cutting out, so I'm going to cut out now, but get out there, use HuntWise, and drop waypoints to give yourself a bunch of options through your speed tour. Uh, 
to notch that opening day tag. Remember, I didn't mention at the beginning, but if you haven't downloaded HuntWise, download it today. Hunting season's around the corner. You have white, you have the HuntCast 2.0 that's going to tell you when to sit, where to sit. Got a promo code for you. It's CLO20. C is in chasing, L is in legends, O is in outdoors 20 to get 20% off a pro or elite membership. Download HuntWise today. Become a more efficient hunter tomorrow. Good luck with your speed tour. Get out there in glass. Stay wild. Hunt hard. Have a good one.